So yesterday we spoke about how one of the main temptations of the devil is to make us think that it's all on us. Everything depends on us. And that way when things go wrong, then it's all our fault. And when things go right, it's all our merit. Uh, it's got nothing to do with grace. It's got nothing to do with God. We just have to try harder, push harder, and then hopefully things will get better. But it actually disconnects us from God. The idea that we just have to push harder and do more and try harder isn't from God. That's not what the Lord asks us to do. It's, it's, it's a temptation. Okay. The second part of that, then, uh, we were talking about a conference that Sister Mary Grace of the uh, Sisters of Life gave uh, during Seek. The second part of that temptation, uh, or the second temptation, uh, which, which we're all subject to, to a degree, uh, is to not believe in the graces that we have already received. To not believe in the graces that we have already received. So to not believe in the power that we have been given. In all humility we say that. To not believe in the power that we have been given. So the enemy will have us think that uh, there's nothing special about us. So much of the spiritual life has to do with balance. Okay, Balance. So we shouldn't think too highly of ourselves, but it's not a gift either to think too lowly of yourself. We shouldn't think that we're incredible. At the same time, we should not think that we're dirt. Uh, the truth is, so, is somewhere in between. We're not God, but don't consider yourself absolutely useless and deplorable either. That's, that's not what God wants. That's not what any father would want for their child. So in the same way, with, with the enemy, he doesn't want us to believe that we're in need of God. He, he, he'll either push or pull. So either tell us to rely completely on ourselves or tell us that it's, it's absolutely hopeless. Uh, so he wants to keep us away from, from the truth. Either direction is good. Just keep away from the truth. Too much or too little, but just not the truth. Not the, not the balanced truth. So that temptation then is, is to not believe in the graces that we have received. To not believe in the graces we have received. So the primary grace that we received, the first one, the first main grace, obviously, is our existence. We've been brought into existence by a loving God. And so we're loved into existence, despite the circumstances of our conception, which may have been fantastic and may not. We're loved into existence. We're called into existence by, by God. That's the first grace, if you will, before we even, before we, 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 we did or received anything at all, we were brought into existence by God. The first sacramental grace that we receive, obviously, is baptism. So in this grace, then we're brought into the family of God. Now this, I don't know, it, it, I think in recent decades, uh, this sacrament has been greatly, I think, misunderstood or maybe devalued. It's become, at least in Irish culture, just a way of marking the beginning of the child's life, kind of a reason for the family to come together and celebrate that a child is born. And while it's nice to celebrate that a child is born, something much deeper is going on in baptism than just a reason to celebrate. Um, in, in baptism, in this sacrament of baptism, we are united profoundly with Christ. The, the, we're taken into his mystical body. Original sin is removed. And we're made capable of receiving further graces, the, further, the, 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 the other sacraments of initiation, uh, sacraments of vocation, and so on. Uh, so, but it, it begins with the sacrament of baptism. So this, this is a real thing. This leaves an indelible mark on your soul. Your soul is now different because of baptism. That also means that in heaven... Uh, 
this because it's an in, what they call it, indelible mark to, uh, to mark it does not leave our soul in heaven we will be able to see who was baptized and who wasn't because our souls will be different they're different and this isn't a hierarchy it's not that those who are baptized are necessarily holier it's not quite that simple but there's a, there's a, there is a mark on our soul our soul is different because of baptism our soul is different also because of priestly ordination so the, the, there, there are characters, there's a mark on, on, on our soul that, that makes us different. So this, this is very, very important. Why? Because in the spiritual battle, uh, when we are, when one of the main dangers in the spiritual battle is, is, is to feel isolated, to feel alone, to feel like it's all on you, to feel that it's, I have to really try hard and push hard and pray more and do all these things. And this isolation that it leads to is absolutely terrible because you're alone. It's just you versus the world it's just you versus all the power of hell it's just you versus the devil it's just you versus all of your own sin and weaknesses just you little you little you versus that avalanche of adversity you don't stand a chance and it's very very easy to say well it's just easier give in just easier be like everybody else be grand that's, it's just easier. It's just easier. And this is something that a lot of people, when they leave Holy Family, this is the struggle they have, you know. It's hard to be different. It's just, just easier just to just roll along with what everybody else is doing. Because it's not like what everyone else is doing is necessarily really sinful. But like we were saying yesterday, the enemy's goal isn't to make us all Satanists, because that's too obvious. It's just that, that we don't do the best thing. Don't do the best thing. So... Choose something which, which might be good, but not God's call. So if God is calling you to prayer, Satan will call you to work. If God is calling you to work, Satan will call you to dodge work. And maybe even go into the chapel and think about yourself while in the chapel. So, he, he, I mean, as I say, Satan can tempt, can tempt you to go into the chapel if what you're supposed to be doing is working. Just don't do the best thing. I, 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 I know of, of people like who had a tendency uh, in religious life to run to the chapel whenever they were needed to do something else, whenever they were needed to work in the kitchen. Oh, I feel like I have to pray. And then their time in the chapel wasn't actually prayer. It was a time of laziness. You know, it was, it was escaping from responsibility, escaping from work. And then in the chapel, you can just think away about your day and think about all sorts of things and do a bit of reading and it's fine, it's lovely. But if that's not what the, what the Lord is calling you to, then that's not God's will. So the, the balance, balance, balance in the spiritual life is so important. All right, labor, prayer and work. So Satan will tempt us to do, as I say, not necessarily satanic things, but just not the best thing. Not the best thing. So in our battle, as I say, this the second temptation that we're talking about today is to not believe in the graces that we have received, to not believe in the power that we have been given. So, do you believe that when you receive Holy Communion, you have sufficient grace there, definitely for that day, and maybe if our faith was big enough, if our faith was deep enough, to believe that that one Eucharist contains enough grace, because it is God himself, contains enough grace for the rest of your life. Do we believe in the graces that we receive? Do we believe in, in the absolution received in confession? Your sins are forgiven. Go in peace. Do you believe in that grace? Or do you think, well, 
I think God still knows what I did. I mean, he kind of forgives me, but he still knows. I mean, he still remembers. It's in there somewhere, God's divine mind. He's forgiven, but not forgotten. Do we believe in the graces? Do we believe even um, in, in, in the Eucharistic blessing that we receive before Mass? Sometimes people are afraid of spiritual influence as well. They're, they're afraid of, of, of uh, holy souls or, or demons around. Okay, do you believe in the power of holy water? Do you believe in the power of a miraculous medal? Do you believe in the power of, of relics and blessed objects? Do you believe in the power of, of when we bless the house here uh, with incense and holy water? Do you believe in that? Do we believe in, in, in God's grace? in whatever way he chooses to, to transmit that through sacraments and sacramentals do we believe in it do you believe in the promise that he has made to you I will not leave you orphans I will not leave you orphans do we believe in the graces that we have already received or are we constantly striving for the next thing the next grace that we need the next pilgrimage the next experience the next retreat the next conference the next whatever it is is are we constantly striving for the next thing that's going to set us free or do we believe in the graces that we have all already received and live from them in that confidence just that, that that confidence lord you have blessed me and you have given me everything i need for today you have given me everything i need for today i believe that i believe that you're taking care of me i believe god that you are my father and that united with you i lack nothing I lack nothing. It's good not to think too much about the, the devil, but it's good to be aware of his tactics. It's good to be aware of his distractions. It's good to be aware of how he can very subtly just influence our thoughts. And just again, just 2% away from the trajectory we're supposed to be going, and that over time that, that, that adds up. Let us be aware of, of these two temptations and ask ourselves, are, they, are these present in our own lives? As we were saying yesterday, do I believe that it's all on me? Everything is my responsibility. I just have to try harder. I just have to try and push harder. Do I believe that? If I do, then I'm relying too much on myself. That's ungodly self-reliance. It's pride. It's dangerous. And secondly, do I believe in the graces that I have received, the blessings that I have received, the promise of God on my life. Do I believe that I'm his beloved son or daughter? Do I believe that I'm not alone? Do I believe that he has formed me and he carries me in the palm of his hand? These are just, just, just back to basics, back to basics faith. These graces, do I believe that they're sufficient for me? As St. Paul writes. Do I believe that his grace is sufficient? If I do, if I believe these things, if I have that real faith, then this is the path to peace. Because then I'm not alone. Then it's not all on me. Then the Lord is, is beside me, before me, behind me, within me motivating me, consoling me, cheering me on, rejoicing with me. What a way to live. What a beautiful way to live each day. Confident that, that I'm living this, Lord, with you. Crosses may come and they will come and, and 
adversity and misunderstanding and all of that. It, that, that will all happen. But Lord, I remain with you. And therefore I can remain at peace. May the Lord today help us to see and know and believe the graces that we have received. To live from them. So that today we might be victorious over any influence or any temptation of the evil one. Amen.